0: The mystery of where the air travel went. The thing
1: is, I know <laughs> the, the, the implication of airport, uh, you, with just the word Im- airport, it implies someone's gone to WH Smith's where they've just got the top 10 books and they've just picked one that looks like it's got a picture of Alcatraz on a stormy night and just gone that book. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have any of you <laughs> ever just blindly bought a book with no idea of the author or anything? Have you ever done that?
0: Yeah, when I was um, nine... And my parents were sort of, my parents, we just like renovated our house and we just put in a bunch of like, um, bookshelves and things of that nature. Mm. Yeah. So we'd gone to a book sale by weight, mm. um, <laughs> book sale by weight and guess uh, the weight of the fat man win a book. <laughs> yeah. and, and I, how many books I are ref- in the jar? I yeah. refused, <laughs> I refused to leave if we didn't pick up a book called vodka, tears and Lennon's angel. Um, oh. About uh, sort of life in immediately post-Soviet Russia Not because I was some kind of Precocious nine-year-old Or because I'd had some kind of you know, Single-digit age political awakening I just had heard the word Vodka and was like That's a funny word And so I was like I bet this is funny And then it was a very harrowing And difficult read that I did not get through <laughs> At the age
2: <laughs> This is your origin story um, Absolutely, I have so many origin stories. You're like um, uh, Spider-Man, overburdened with. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, I, just, I have
2: origin uh, story retellings.
0: I am ma- everything about me is massively overdetermined. Like I have <laughs> every everything. I have so many reasons for being it. <laughs> you're, you're, Where...
2: really, you're really like locked in. That's funny.
0: <laughs>
2: you like yeah, could not
0: have been otherwise.
3: In every universe, you are a podcaster. Yeah, in every.
2: In every
0: universe, I'm a podcaster, he says, tenting his finger, even in
3: the universe where podcasts don't exist, you are like shouting into a can,
2: yeah, exactly, Dr. Dr. Strange can't find a universe where you aren't exactly how you are, yeah, exactly. That's me.
0: Uh, but I mean, personally, Pierre, I think that your idea of becoming a uh, an airport mystery writer is one that's a very fun one I'm, and very
2: timely I'm, I'm i'm I could not be more serious. genuinely i'm gonna sit and figure out a mystery and then i'm gonna figure out how to solve it and i'll write it all down and i'll say uh i'll fill it with action words that's how the books hang on a
1: second that can't be how you'd write the mystery surely you'd write the solution first (laughs) Look, uh, (laughs) you're having to solve your own puzzle <laughs>
4: we'll we'll
1: no one has ever, no one has ever written a riddle by writing the riddle first I and mean, then going, God, I hope there's an answer to this. Um,
0: <laughs> I mean, it'd be, I'd it, say that'd be great fun because then what you'd have to do essentially is like you'd have to write the answer to a puzzle and then like position a cinder block sort of hooked on top of a door. Then walk through the door, get bashed by the cinder block, mm. wake up with amnesia, solve your own puzzle. Yes. Well, this, this, yeah. uh,
2: it, it's the foreknowledge that like, because if you if you write the solution first, then it's lots of work to try and figure out how to make the obvious solution look weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to do what they did with Lost, and I'm just going to say, there's a crazy island. And just I'll keep doing and hope <laughs> you die <laughs> of natural
1: causes before there's a yeah. tribunal.
2: <laughs> exactly. The island of Doctor Crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess that's kind of how topi- like writing like a topical one-liner has to work, because then you're presented yeah. with the new story, and you then have to come up with a punchline. It's like, well, what if there isn't one? But yeah, mm-hmm. in terms of like writing it backwards, I guess in that sort of um, uh, memento style is um. Oh, sorry, one second. Sorry, mm-hmm. I've just realised I'm on one percent. Sorry.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, the, the, the mystery—that's the mystery. How it, did Glenn get to one <laughs> percent? In answer to Glenn's earlier question, I have actually bought books speculatively, but I, it was at a similarly young age where it's just one of those kind of books where the name is bigger than the title, and it's it's paperback, but it's big, and it's they always like Glenn said, mm. top ten WH Smith, and they always sort of like um, a Forsyth mystery thriller or whatever like that. Mm. Like there's always like a I don't know, there's always a mercenary in there or something oh yeah mm. no nice. well what was it i think the last time it's we got time to- for the mercenary exactly yeah.
0: the last time we got together i think we spoke about um that that the number one they're number one and two riley quinn's on google one of them is a trans porn star and best of luck to her and the other <laughs> is uh at, yeah. at ts riley quinn <laughs> Um Hor- horrible thing to hear before
1: a pawn shoot.
0: Good luck. Yeah. Uh, and- <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh there is also a Harlequin romance writer who's like a sort of Texan transplant to Germany who wrote a book uh about called Riley Quinn, which is sort of like a knockoff of Blood Diamond. Oh, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And there's a, a, a and there's a mercenary called like I don't know Mac Weldon is an underwear brand, but I'm pretty sure it was Mac Weldon. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so, a mercenary called Mac Weldon who wicks away moisture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, but like, it's like a very standard kind of book. Is, like a gruff mercenary who's lost all faith in humanity who gets, like, you know, falls in love with a doctor's yeah. without borders. Which is
3: unusual for a mercenary. You know, yeah. they're normally such like kind of civic minded people. I mean, Simon Mann certainly thinks he's civic minded. If I'll oh, fuck yeah. whoever pays them. Yeah. 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 I like yeah. the idea of becoming a mercenary as a gap year. Like oh, I just really want—I just really want to see the world. You know, help people. Think about
0: becoming a mercenary, maybe so, getting involved in a horrible civil war yeah, in Central I, Africa. I'm, I'm, I'm working on my gap here. I'm working with soldiers without borders.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to see and, the world uh, and <laughs> doctors with borders, if they're willing to pay me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I want to, but I want to make money. I want to make money on my gap year. I don't want to yeah. waste it by paying other people to
1: show me around the world. <laughs> I want yeah. to keep the toilet I built in Ghana.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, want, I built it
3: as a
1: holiday home. yeah
0: i want I, I i want to intern at a blood diamond mine
3: <laughs> so why do they
0: call these blood diamonds is it to do with the coloring or yeah um oh, i also, actually, i wanted to do a quick note here okay uh, I, I know everyone wants to make a lot of canadian thanksgiving references because it's canadian sure. thanksgiving today mm. obviously oh that's early um well, that's when Canadian Thanksgiving is, it's as early. we all know, because that's the main thing why we know each other. But Except if you're listening, Canadian Thanksgiving is not today, well, it is it, weeks so, ago. It precisely, because uh, I'm going to need to ask us all to look at our references and approach, and we're going to need to shift it 50% Canadian Thanksgiving down, Right, and then this is going to come out in the first week of November, so I need everyone to be a little bit more Christmassy. Not that much more five to ten percent more christmasy
2: or just mm. more american thanksgiving oh uh, yeah, well, yeah of
0: course yeah, uh, t- yeah t- t- right yeah so um you know I, there's I Ma- american thanksgiving. is that right is that yeah the- yeah that's <laughs> oh perfect pierre why Absolutely. Pierre, are, are you ready to come over to uncle um P- pud pudberg's House to watch the game. Oh, like, you know what cool I love? when I'm
3: making a meal is serving different kinds of potato with the same meal. Oh God! Because I'm American. I,
0: I uh, there's a a friend a friend of mine is like um she's she's American and she sort of you know lives in South London and she's like a very American American girl. Yeah. Okay. So a very American American girl. I can imagine it. Yep. Yeah. I've lived with one. Yeah. And yeah. And. She, I went to her, her house for Thanksgiving last year, and she made, and like, like so the thing is, like, she's completed a full Cordon Bleu cookery course. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Like, she's also like, yeah, like, has completed a, a, a full semester at Le Cordon Bleu. She's a very, a, like, a very good chef because her parents basically put a dump truck of money across her. True. Cool. Um, uh, and that's, that's what they call a bar mitzvah <laughs> in that part of the US. <laughs> that is not what they call it. <laughs> no. No. Um, and but then she made a dish, a side dish with her American Thanksgiving that was a, a sweet potato and marshmallow casserole. Oh okay.
1: No, is that a savory or sweet meal then? I don't know which uh, one's on.
0: It goes with the savories. Oh no. No, no. no, no. So you have like like some turkey, which I I, I didn't have. You have turkey and like various others and sort of normal mashed potatoes and then you get a big spoonful of sweet potatoes and m- melted marshmallows put onto the same plate and then drenched with gravy.
1: No. Do you know what? I do want it because I think all my, all my envy um, towards America comes from uh, celebrations that I wish we had but purely on a culinary level. Um, and it's things I associate mainly with Sundays. And it's it, it, we, even though Thanksgiving in the US is never on a, a Sunday, but it's, it's Thanksgiving, which I envy because of the meals, Super Bowl, which I envy because of the meals, and then WrestleMania.
3: <laughs> because of the meals, yeah, yeah. 100%. Well, WrestleMania was when the pilgrims wrestled the Indians. <laughs> that
2: was the. That's, the, that's, that's the, the origin. That's how they got Manhattan originally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it the really first ever bad. ladder match. Yeah, well, yeah. it was. It was, Yeah, it was, it was. for a briefcase. People's
1: elbow yeah. <laughs> was actually a uh, chief. Um, uh, one of the main. Sub- <laughs> Indeed.
2: Oh my um, God! It's Pocahontas with the chair.
0: Yeah. Um. It's all mostly. It's WrestleMania. Uh, again, there's, I, I really was, there, there's no Canadian, much like there's Canadian, there's Canadian uh, Thanksgiving, which happened, as we all know, several weeks ago, mm. uh, yeah. mm. which we remember fondly. It's old news, it's yeah. remarkable yeah. you're bringing it up. At, at, at we celebrated it
3: with marshmallow and, sweet marshmallow and sweet potato casserole, which is a different dish. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, if I, if I'm remembering several weeks ago, I made a, a vegan cassoulet. Okay. Uh, right. A vegan a cassoulet uh, with, no, a bunch of wine. And that was nice. It was very good. Um but again so many current events have happened in the last few weeks. Uh, oh boy, I can't man. believe that. Oh,
2: yeah. hang, hang on, I just want to leap in here with this 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 slandering of the the marshmallow sweet potato thing which I like I've never had it but the idea that a bunch of people who willingly eat parsnips and put sweet corn in tuna mayonnaise are now complaining about something sweet being near something safe. Whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, I do not, bakery. I do
3: not respect tuna mayonnaise. I'm not getting involved with that shit.
2: Wait, what's the problem with tuna mayonnaise? No people put I mean, just, sweet corn mayonnaise. A, it contains both mayonnaise and tuna. Tuna and sweet corn sandwiches are all over this fucking country, and it's a repulsive mixture. It's, I think the yeah. problem
1: is it's it's a substance and it's a consistency. Maybe I don't know if your issue with the sweet corn and tuna mayonnaise is the, is the crunchiness that maybe doesn't go with no. it. But I think my, my issue with the marshmallows is because of the, the, the texture of the marshmallows. I've got no problem with parsnips being absolutely drizzled in honey, even though wow. they're just as sweet as each other. The
2: marshmallows are mixed in with the, the they're mashed into the sweet potato. They're not like a
0: yeah. It's it's melted layer. like a s'more. It's like what mm. if you had a dinner s'more? It
1: really sounds horrible, though. It does, It does, and it doesn't sound like when it was first made, it was a decision. No. It sounds like someone dropped marshmallows in and were like, oh, do you want to try this car keys soup?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Sweet corn corn is sweet. That's the problem with it, Glenn. It's not the texture. Tuna mayonnaise needs the cucumber. You know what? Throw in some celery. We all need the crunch in that terrible mush, but sweet corn is sweet, and it can be roasted on the carpet and left well away. Also, Any tuna
0: that's been in a tin just shouldn't. Also, shouldn't be uh, also, I like uh, car keys. Soup is when you're trying, you've ruined the swingers party, and you're trying to style it out. <laughs> <laughs> doing, you've misunderstood how it works, and you're ladling the keys out of the bowl. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Ooh. Mm.
4: Oh
3: yes, yeah, so uh, yeah.
0: everyone pairs off to eat soup. <laughs> yeah, everyone pairs off to eat a lovely. Uh, a, lo- a lovely parsnip soup with car keys. <laughs> I, I was thinking Absolutely.
1: about uh, bowls of car keys the other day because I don't, I don't know if anyone uh, remembers this. And, um, Riley, right, I don't know, know how time long you've...
0: you went to the swingers party. Well,
1: look, it's it, because, I mean, uh, uh, guys, I, I know you've all spent a significant amount of time in your lives in other countries. So I don't know if you know this TV show. But you remember <laughs> a show, a Saturday night TV show hosted by Gabby Roslin in the late 90s called Whatever You Want. Um, named, I think, um, after a status quo show. So I
0: do not remember that okay. because of being Canadian and having moved here in 2011. I don't remember. Oh, that. Oh, you
1: absolutely would not under uh, under no circumstances. of even really. If, it, it, it would be reasonable for you to have never heard of Gabby Roslin then, Riley. Um, mm-hmm. But they. But the idea was. Uh, contestants came on and they'd be like, my dream is to be a children's TV presenter. And a few of them would compete against each other. And then the winner would get like a two-week slot hosting like a major kids' TV show. So it was like people having their dreams come true. So
0: this this sounds like it's a show that's only available with so much monopolism that the producers of this show affect... Yeah,
1: it's like make
0: a wish, but for idiot adults. But
1: but, yeah, but what they'd have as well was halfway through they'd have three insane super fans of one celebrity, and it was a celebrity who would be of a level of fame that ITV were able to get for like an 8pm Saturday night audience. Um, Mm. So let's say it would be like it would be someone like it would be yeah exactly Tim Westwood. It would be it would be like Robbie Williams. He's a BBC man. And what would happen was this this limo would would like drive into the studio as if it was just going to plow in to the audience um and uh, and then what had happened is the window would roll down and Robbie Williams would stick his head out and wave and the three fans would go absolutely apeshit and they would hand them like as if it was a swingers party they'd hand them a bowl of car keys and say there's one set of keys that unlocks this limo um and and then it, you can get in and you can kill Robbie Williams. Yeah, th- honestly, you can bite his <laughs> dick it. off, and he's not legally allowed to stop you. But what would happen yeah. was the, the winner? Winner, the winner would then get to like, unlock the, car, uh, the the limo, and they would get in, and they get to have like they get to drive, ride around London with with Robbie Williams, and it's so weird. did because- they drive the limo? No, no. There was a, there, okay. there was already a, a limo driver who was uh, huh. who was later killed in a in a tunnel in Paris in 1997. But um. Uh, <laughs> <and> they- <laughs>
0: A limo driver a resident
1: <laughs> drunk Frenchman what, of the show. They, he was
0: always a little bit drunk but it was yeah. it was
1: only a few weeks ago but it struck me what a different uh, perspective it was for different people that the, the people of the, the super fans it was the best night of their lives rummaging through with these car keys and stuff like that just desperately trying to get this limo door open so they could spend a night with Robbie Williams and for Robbie Williams it was the closest you'd ever come to experiencing what a zombie apocalypse would be that you're <laughs> locked in this limo and people are like <laughs> scratching at the window and one of them one of them might get the right car key and get in, and then you're just <laughs> in the car with the zombie. And then it's it's really and game a swing show it was for him! Yeah,
0: and then instead of being bitten and mercifully killed, you are instead have to
1: sit around saying, "So, <laughs> a uh, veterinary assistant." <laughs> That's fun. Like, absolutely, the worst thing about uh, being in company of somebody zombie would, would would probably be the conversation. Like, yeah. because, you, know, you have you have to talk to them.
0: <laughs> so, what, mm. um, yeah, to, answering questions like, so what was it like to sing, uh, Millennium? Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, it's my job, <laughs> really. Yeah, it's well, fine. To be honest, at the time, I
3: was on a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to remember it that clearly. Yeah, yeah. And, so in,
0: and the worst thing about this is I'm contractually required to not do any cocaine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I hope no one told him. I hope suddenly his chauffeur just. Screamed <laughs> <to the left. laughs> <laughs> and Rob, key Rob, into a bowl
0: <laughs> Robbie Williams at the beginning of the year Signs a contract that at some point He's going to get into his car And it will the doors will lock And they will not go where he thinks yeah, they're going it's a,
1: it's, he, he didn't fully read it before he signed it It'd be like those weird Wyclef Jean Virgin adverts Where it's like, I think you'll find it's legally banned in. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, Do you remember yeah. those? Oh, yeah, the yeah. driver is uh, is Johnny Knoxville. He just pulls <laughs> off <him>, uh, a <laughs> mask. fills <laughs> it with bees. Yeah, like uh, he's wearing a beard made of pubes for some reason.
2: <laughs> His lawyers are just like, uh, I'm afraid it's a, a what we call a Willy Wonka clause. <laughs> but it's airtime.
0: <laughs> sorry, you've signed a you've signed a stupid contract in this
2: country is legally yeah. binding. If you find
0: a, a golden car key in your chocolate bar, you have to have sex
3: with Willy Wonka. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Wonka um, versus the state uh, is the uh, precedent. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have. This if, if this was given to you on an Etch A Sketch, you fully <laughs> dialed the knobs to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the,
0: it's, in Canada, we never had anything like that ever. Not even close. Mm. We had like, um, what do we have? We we like oh, we right. had our version of the cash cab. What's that? Oh, well, basically, you know how sometimes um, you might hail a taxi at <laughs> a important Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, it's an upmarket fake taxi. It really sounds like it would be, <laughs> right? Mm. Um, I mean, every cab used to be a cash cab. <laughs> every, <laughs> every cab used to be a fake taxi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just big johns up and down the country. Um, no, uh, we had the cash cab. and There was a version of it in the States, too, I think. And it's, you know, you'd be hailing a normal taxi. Like, hey, taxi, uh, pull over. I have to get to my family for American Thanksgiving. So just keeping it up to win when... Now I mean, they're like, but least. you're a
3: month early. <laughs> How
0: no. long is this cab journey going uh, to take? Oh, no. I, the cab driver, have been comatose for a month and yeah. realize it's in fact closer to American than Canadian Thanksgiving. I'm getting the cab all the way back to Albuquerque. Yeah. What? <laughs> but we're in Preston. <laughs> <laughs> um, any case. Uh, so cash cab was you'd, you'd, you'd stick your hand up. Be like, hey, taxi, please. And then you get into a a cab and then like a sort of Z-list celebrity would sort of turn around and be like, you've gotten into the cash cab. (laughs) And then instead of going where you want to go, you would drive around for as long (laughs) as you could answer trivia. You drive
3: onto a British TV studio
0: (laughs) and then three people get to try and kill you. Uh, You'd drive around for as long as you can continue answering trivia questions and then you'd win a certain amount of money. But if, if you have a very urgent appointment, um, you have to get out when you can no longer answer any questions, and you have to stay in for as long as you can answer questions. Like, I suppose you could just decline to be involved at all, but I imagine it would be very annoying. <laughs> I, I,
2: I just want to be there for the moments where, like, they just happen to have picked up someone who doesn't happen to know that particular Canadian game show host, <laughs> so they have to go could we film this again? But you have to be like, oh, Jerry Smith, like we, we need you to really know who this guy is mm. when he turns around. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a lot of mm. humbling and um, fear in yeah. your eyes. We could see the fear and, in your yeah. eyes. Yeah,
3: and when he says... That's the syrup. If you could laugh, that uh-huh. would be because that's kind of his thing. Yeah, that, that is. I mean, that is the syrup. That is the syrup, um, yeah.
0: Of course, because that's in the syrup round. So I'm now just
3: imagining like a guy hailing a taxi because his wife is in labor and they need to get to the hospital. And it's like, you've just got in the cash cab. <laughs> and he's like answering the twir- trivia questions and trying to persuade the guy to drive him to the hospital. And The guy's like, I don't control where the cash cab goes.
0: Yeah, that's no, right. It goes to this British TV studio. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like
3: where is Lake I will not ask you again <laughs> It's, yeah, very, it's I
2: be- very sore But you get rewarded at the end with money Instead of um, a philosophically Inconsistent uh, tirade
0: Yeah that's right um, So yeah we, 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 so we don't have the, the culture of celebrity in Canada And the states is so much less Metastasized than it is here We're like Britain, Britain I've never really understood what the Sort of cutoff point for being a Celebrity here is
2: it's it's because it's just when producers decide to do something and spice it up with celebrities and the people who say yes are celebrities now. That's it.
3: Mm. Yeah. Everyone is in a continuing hierarchy of celebrity in Britain. It's not it's not a discrete variable, it's an entirely continuous one. Like everyone in Britain is both a celebrity and not a celebrity. You're just in a rank like all sixty-five million people are in an absolute hierarchy of who yeah. is more of a celebrity it's, than it's, the next person. It's
1: harder to judge as well by skill. You can't necessarily there's certain people you can't really define. Obviously, what they're what they're famous for. So you have to go. What well, well, I guess it, they probably had this in the sixties. where they go. Well, they're just an all-round entertainer. You know, they 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 sing, they tap dance, and you go, why have they tap? Mm-hmm. They, they drive tap this cab here.
2: Well, it's like yeah. um, it's, it's also a game show. if you invented a new show and you just picked someone who's like quite a good gardener, and now they're the host, the celebrity gardening show host, and people are like, well, I hadn't heard of him. And you go, yeah, but he's on TV now, so
0: yeah, mm. yeah, now you have, too late. yeah, late. And, and, and now he's got his dick out in the sun. Yeah. yeah i mean it,
3: after it was that the apotheosis of that was when uh chantel houghton went on celebrity big brother yes but, and the joke was that she looked like paris hilton but she wasn't a celebrity oh, and then she course, she became a celebrity on the show about celebrity Wait, it was, it was was interesting. Show? she
1: was on she yeah she was on celebrity big brother and um everyone else were it, and it, do you know what for, for, as far as celebrity Big brother went it was sort of a decent caliber of celebrity and that it was like michael barrymore pete burns um and Michael Barrymore, yeah. hasn't
0: Michael Barrymore God, been near the pool. <laughs> Hasn't he been implicated in stuff? Oh yeah, he's been. Yeah, he he's has been implicated. I mean, this, this but like, he's nev- none of it like so okay. was ever revival
1: things. things have
0: been alleged. Right? Yes, yeah. Uh, so okay. I mean, because my my understanding of British celebrity shows is that like, if you want access to like Tory backbenchers, your best way to do it is to buy like a ten thousand a plate meal fundraiser dinner. Or go on, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, yeah. it
1: seems. Oh, yeah. yeah, because do you know what? This was the George Galloway season as well of Celebrity oh, Big Brother. yeah. yeah. So, so, Why? so Chantel Horton was, uh, she was just a randomer, and uh, basically <laughs> she was told that she would win, say, £10,000 if she was able to successfully convince the other people in the house that she was in this girl group that were huge in Japan um and uh, <laughs> but it, it but it was just yeah it was very very meta because it was the show's way of going a lot of us celebs on here have never heard of each other so yeah and she ended so, up
3: marrying she, preston from the ordinary yes Boys. and she
1: won i think she won and michael barrymore came second <laughs> amazing it was very yeah
2: she actually beat them in some kind of cosmic justice I mean I, I,
0: it goes it, it it just it it shows that Britain has a genuinely deranged relationship with its own famous people. I lived a street away from Michael Barrymore growing up. Oh,
3: I remember that that party. I mean I wasn't at the party. I was <laughs> first of all I was about 9 um, really but, good. Uh, yeah, I was too busy reading a book called Vodka and uh, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, no it was a bit it was a big scandal in the village. It was a whole uh-huh. i was I'm not surprised. It was shbang. a fucking
1: scandal across <laughs> the country. <laughs> it <laughs> it might was be- a scandal <laughs> in the news, Milo. I was going to say I don't <laughs> want to say that.
0: It might have been a scandal beyond the village. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> Nobody told people, me about this. People talk. I'd like it to be a national scandal, but the village just decided to get on with it. They didn't, you know, <laughs> to be fair, there
3: was a, there was some there were some rough people in that village. It was Wait, not there. Okay, uh, say more immediately. Oh, man, it was just a village that was like it was full of like, uh, like Essex this is criminal money in,
0: in, in Essex. Yes.
3: Yeah. And it were like there were a lot of well, there were a lot of like weirdo eccentrics who lived who like owned a lot of land and did like weird reclusive things on their land. And then there were a lot of like like Michael Barrymore, like Dave Courtney types who owned like houses with big gates with bulldogs on them and yeah. stuff. And so Michael Barrymore just liked getting pissed, so he would just go into the pubs all the time. He'd been barred from every pub in the village for, like, doing various... Yeah, one of the, one of the, he was barred from one pub. I, I think it might have been the Crusader for just like just pissing on the floor in the bar, just like <laughs> just, just in the middle of the floor. Which I kind of respect. I hope it was a protest and not an accident. But, the,
1: but yeah. the, what I find mad is that the so the, the swimming pool thing was a turning point for his career because he was absolutely at his peak and had this sort of monopoly on presenting you. Mm. He was like the Bruce Forsyth of the nineties. So yeah, at, at, at the same time as Bruce
3: Forsyth, the yeah, Bruce so, Forsyth so, of the nineties, so which is point. impressive.
1: I'm so surprised that that sort of you know if if you're barred from every village, why on earth did the rest of the UK not know about that? That's what I find. I find they, that insane.
2: But isn't it that thing where the, the, there will be a report in like the Star or the Express where it's like a, oh you know mun, you know p- 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 battered Barrymore uh, kicked out of pub and everyone will go ha ha ha
1: and then just get on with it? Mm. Yeah, I guess yeah, because, because never, of Twitter, you couldn't keep stuff going.
2: No, exactly. Yeah, like and, you, and never, you, you never really.
0: You never really integrate that information. It never sort of becomes something like, "Well, I'm learning something new about Michael Barrymore." Instead, you're just like, "Well, I'm thrilled to have the presenter of." You know,
1: yeah, well, it's, it's like uh, no one what was like family for. fortunes. I, I was that you. him? Um, kids say the funniest or things. I think he did that. Stars in
3: their eyes. How come everyone no, who presents well, kids Kelly, say the darndest things gets But thing. I thought I thought that Barrymore did "Stars in Their Eyes" before Matthew Kelly, and then Matthew Kelly was in the noncing scandal another one yeah matthew kelly was i don't think he was ever convicted no, of anything he, he but wasn't. He... a
1: friend of mine used to live with matthew kelly um, oh uh, yeah as in he just he finished uni and was uh went to drama school and couldn't find his moving with matthew kelly you know, as you do. Do, do you know what one of the guys his, i think one of the guys in his drama school was matthew kelly's partner so he was like well you can just have one of our many spare rooms and so he lived oh, with matthew mm. kelly for a couple of years it just <laughs>
2: Uh, well, don't that, leave your room after really nine fun. PM. It's not I mean, safe. That that, that happened yeah, with me
1: tonight, Matthew. <laughs> that, that, I don't know. Oh, that's just very good. Every weird. time you walks through a front door, there's just loads of smoky to walk through. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <clears throat> that did actually happen with me in university, where I was. You I know, was with Matthew Kelly. <laughs> well, no, I was invited to live in William Nicholson's house. Who's that? The guy wrote Gladiator.
4: No. Whoa. oh yeah, oh, he,
0: yeah also wrote, he also right, wrote he also wrote the right. wind singer which is a series of young adult novels
2: yeah uh, how, often, oh. how often did he entertain uh,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was always trying to have dinner with some like a with, like a metal goblet of wine and i would just get a, gladi- yeah. a gladius thrown at me
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it like i think like i think he sees you down for dinner and then just goes
0: is
2: this not why you were here.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's great. It's amazing um, though like how hard it was to keep track of horrible people without a Wikipedia page. Oh, he by say. the way, he's not horrible. He's lovely. No, no I know, I know, but like, yeah, I'm just Yeah, clear. Like- I'm just saying with my. Oh, sorry, we're
1: talking about Joaquin Phoenix's character. Uh, yeah. He's a <laughs> really he's a nasty man.
2: <laughs> but, but honestly, like, how
0: could you write Commodus without yourself being kind of a piece of shit? Yeah, like, he's we, just showing you out the
2: door and going, "I will see you again." Not yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But like Michael, Michael Barrymore, and like Bill Cosby and stuff. It, so like with Bill Cosby and the civil suits he had about his sexual assaults, unless you happen to read one paper that week in the late '70s or whenever you just would have never found out and that was it yeah mm. no one knew Pete, bill cosby couldn't
0: stop getting hired on things as like a sight gag where it's just like, oh, we've got like the the like we've got the epic Cliff Huxtable coming in to say, yeah, Kodak film, and
2: then and th- yeah, it was all over the place. Even in the meeting, if someone said, wait, 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 I'm pretty sure I remember him settling a civil suit for sexual assault charges, someone would go, what, where? And you'd go, well, I'm just gonna have to drive to Baltimore to go to their library to look up a micro microfiche of the. Uh- <laughs> 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 There's no time. Just hire Cosby. There's no time for yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Every, yeah. every single decision was like yeah. the plot of the Ipcress file. Yeah.
0: Kids are saying the darndest things right now, not on camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you have these darndest things go unrecorded? These kids are growing up in front of our eyes, and they will gain they will lose their sense of wonder. Look. We need yeah. he- emergency.
1: A, a, whole, uh, a silence generation. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry, Sir Jimmy, Dundest but we've Dundest had things. to go with Cosby.
2: <laughs> we <laughs> have
3: no time to look into your records.
2: Puberty is poison for darndest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one has rapidly become sinister and sexual. There is no yes. room for
0: error. The, the darndest thing I ever said was oh, after I turned 18 was I referred to a cupboard as a covered. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was mocked for it, and rightly
2: so. I was a grown man. Yeah. Was I was crazy.
0: a grown man mispronouncing a basic word, but it was no sense of wonder. I just had too much port.
3: <laughs> I hadn't said something accidentally revealing about my father in a way that was
0: cutesy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Only ever exactly. harrowing and, and mm. emotionally but, uh,
0: one of these, thi- Yeah. You know when I when I say that Daddy drinks too much of the fun juice,
4: (laughs) people
1: Mm. think I'm trying to be rye. It is a strange. It was a strange concept for a show, and just also like in the same way that you've been framed as where, but both shows were just sort of like we're just going to leave it up to the public to provide our content. We've got nothing, so if you could say some funny stuff.
2: Funny to have shows where kids are cajoled into revealing truths hosted by sex criminals. <laughs> 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 a, now, a, 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 just to be clear, a, what kind of a, truths
1: you'll be revealing? I, I was thinking the other day about what, what on earth the first episode of You've Been Framed could possibly have been. And was it well, just okay, sorry, was it just Jeremy Beadle oh. talking down the lens of a camera and saying, please send in your uh, funny video. We're going to try signing <laughs> a list
0: of like possible things. So Don't running the table. Cake.
1: Things of that nature. Sorry. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Riley here. Uh, first time, uh, <laughs> m- long time listener, many time host. Uh, what is You've Been Framed?
1: It's a clip show where
3: people would mail in home videos and they would get £250. Which I find so so
1: funny because the amount of money has never gone up or down. And so (laughs) in the 90s, it was like a life-changing sum that bought you a house. And now you're like, why is that the same?
2: (laughs) But but hang on. Um, You've been framed. America has you've been framed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. America's Funniest Home Videos. That's it. yeah, 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 yeah. And Canada's funniest home videos. Yeah, Which go. is called That's the Syrup.
3: Yeah. You've been, syrup. You've been yeah. framed as a
1: strange name for it because I swear you've been framed was "Got like Gid towards Children. And I, I I mean I had no idea, even though it was like my favorite TV show, no idea what that title meant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, excuse me, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. You've been framed was called Gizwald's Children. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> did you say that it was sorry, I, missed, I might have critically misheard you. Gizwald. That was a very different <laughs> show, Riley.
3: Gizwald, welcome to Gizworld's well, Children. Who, who do you think the said The show Gizwald's hosted children? by a sex criminal.
0: Uh, <laughs> what? I I, I can swear you said, well, you've been friends. Who, who, did? I'm glad
2: you. <laughs> no, I didn't say Glenn, you're always going on about Gisborne's children? <laughs> we just send
3: Riley insane by insisting that no one ever said Gisborne's children. Uh, honestly, I swear to then God, then not, I'm, I'm not. It to him.
1: I'm, I'm not manipulating you. I did. I, I swear to God enough. I'm gonna. I'm gonna
0: listen back to this. I'm gonna see if you said something like that. You've been framed. Had some kind of just inscrutably British but name also, beforehand. It, but also,
1: <laughs> it's a no-win situation because either you go back, I didn't say that, you feel insane, or we go back, I did say that, and I feel insane.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. If the people
1: pre- deserve to know.
3: <laughs> Rewind <laughs> your podcast recording
1: now.
2: <laughs> <You're> <laughs>
1: going on about Giswold's
2: children? <laughs> 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 singing the tune. <theme> should... <laughs> yeah. Riley,
3: let's be clear. No one said Gizwold's children. Put it out of your mind. There is no such
0: thing as Giswold's children. <laughs> Stop it, like- asking questions
3: if you have like a
1: really really like remedial child who was in that sort of like very lower set for everything and you go ah oh, we we always called him he's one of uh Gizwald's children <laughs> always <laughs> running into the patio doors. Fun- and
0: from the from the american south
1: yeah (laughs) we love him kindly and sweetly but he's such strength in his left hand
0: he then he then then grew up to be jim Garrison, the prosecutor of the only trial brought in the jfk assassination yeah
3: actually i imagine giswold's children could be one of those like disney films that isn't animated about Uh like about like a curmudgeonly old Southern gentleman who raises orphans in his large tumble-down mansion in the middle of a swamp. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jim
0: Garrison, the Mr. only person Mr. who brought Giswold. the only person who brought a prosecution in the JFK murder. Yeah. Wow! Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And that's actually what the show you've been framed was originally about.
0: Yo, no, he was because Lee Harvey Oswald was himself framed. Was himself? Yeah, yeah. exactly. By by David Ferry, mm. um, uh, uh, Clay Shaw. Uh, or Clay Bertrand, as he was called, and
1: then a sort of coterie of uh, CIA agents and Cuban dissident so yeah. I guess the way Jackie Kennedy climbs onto the motorcade in a frenzy is kind of funny. I, I guess for where you yeah. sort of look, yeah, but, it's, a, but, like, it's a, it's it's a, sla- it's slapstick. It is slapstick.
2: The first episode, that yeah. framed was the JFK assassination. Uh, that bit of Vietnam War footage where they shoot the man in the head. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, absolutely. And they were saying, (laughs) just to be clear, like this, but fun. Mm. (laughs) Just Harry Hill talking about something
3: like, oh, he's going to have a
2: headache. Just your <laughs> war crimes and a voiceover saying you're watching Giswold's children oh,
1: <laughs> I love the idea that Lee Harvey Oswald shoots JFK and they send the 250 to the CIA and he's like what the fuck I did that <laughs> <laughs> it's capitalism
0: you think you did it <laughs> da, 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 da. that's capitalism the
2: CIA uh,
0: takes your surplus <laughs> value Lee Harvey Oswald from you've been the Zapruder <laughs> film was the first you've been framed film I, yeah,
2: I was... remember Glenn you inviting me around to your house to admire your box set of Giswold's children <laughs> 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 I, well,
0: actually, I, I, I remember I was uh, one of the first times that uh, Milo and I ever went to a party together it turned out to be a, uh, a, 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 a Giswold style party where everyone has to put a, a small model child in a fishbowl
1: oh yeah of course, <laughs> of
0: course.
1: <laughs> uh, does anyone own any box is, sets yeah. still? anyone still got any box sets <sighs> at all? I do, yeah. But um- I took all mine to the tip a few weeks ago, and it what? felt oh, right. it felt very oh. strange unloading like seventy DVDs into a skip because oh. it looks like someone very close to you has died, <laughs> and you want to eradicate every memory. Like all the- of Giswold's children <laughs> are dead; <laughs> <laughs> the evidence must be destroyed. I was also I was also so annoyed because I I got rid of all my DVDs because I thought realistically I'm never going to watch any any of these again. But also I got rid of a, a, an electric guitar I'd had since I was about fourteen, and it was in its guitar case. It? And I just put it in sort of the electronic sort of pile. I mean, I got back in my car and I thought, why the fuck didn't I smash it really hard like I was in the clash? I yeah. gently placed my guitar on in the tip and then <laughs> drove away. I'm so annoyed.
0: I mean, yeah. you really did leave some sort of you know satisfaction on the table there. Yeah, but I, think, I think the, the tip- His Children was what the British MK Ultra was called. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like if you throw out a bunch of DVDs, it just it looks like you're like. You've got out on bail, and they haven't found everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's time to just yeah. get it's time to get rid of some stuff.
1: Actually, do you know what? I reckon if we all Google Gizwald's children now, we'll find it was some like erratic suicide cult in Alabama in the oh 90s. God, it's like Real, something that like yeah. we just can't use. We'll
2: Google, we'll Google Giswold's Children and it will turn on, turn on our webcam and we'll be looking at our own faces. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Giswold's Children, it was the Bruce Forsyth of the 2000s. <laughs>
2: um, Elisa, well, apparently, the owner of this guitar. They say the man attempted to destroy the final master copies of Giswold's Children. <laughs> so, okay. Record it record of government it, experimental program from the 1970s. So, I think
0: I was thinking of National Lampoon's oh, Vacation. Oh, Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just it was sitting somewhere in the back of my head, mm. Mm. and then I—that's
3: And the thing is,
0: <laughs> like, I sort of when something you said, Glenn, for some reason, resolved in my brain. As that.
1: <laughs> Are you always like,
2: thinking of Don uh, Belushi and other National
1: Lampoons? Do, do you know what? National Lampoons, uh, as a kid, National Lampoons Christmas Vacation was one of my favorite, like, well, Christmas films. And that's up though if you've been framed of, as a child enjoying something <laughs> where I had no idea what the title meant. I mean, not only was the vacation Christmas. part like fairly new to me, but the idea of National Lampoons made no sense to me. But yes, I
0: think, barely understood the concept of a nation but, at all. But, at that I think,
1: age. but I think it was at an age where <laughs> you you just took titles at face value. I, I remember almost getting really annoyed when uh, when I think because Home Alone came out when I was a baby, but I remember it being in cinemas when I was about six, and it must have been sort of re released like every every Christmas, and so everyone at yeah. my school had seen it when I was six, and everyone at my school I knew that his Macaulay Culkin played Kevin McAllister. But everyone at my school, for some reason, just as a collective display of, uh, in, in this sort of weird Man- uh, Mandela effect uh, sort of scenario, all thought his name was Home Alone. So they were like, oh, I love that bit where Home Alone yeah. goes down the It was just really, yeah. and I felt well, like I was Homer going insane Alone. because there was a class of like 29 other kids who were like, uh, Glenn, his name is Home Alone. And it was like, that's not a name.
3: <laughs> well, in his original, in the original script, he was referred to as Giswold's child. <laughs>
0: I love it's it. National Nash- National Lampoon's Home Alone.
1: Like, <laughs> did, you, did you go to school
2: in like the, like uh, the uh, rur- rural Cambodia or something? They just, <laughs> they just go, oh, yes, when we Home Alone. Like just that, thats such a second language error for your school.
3: Yeah, everyone, everyone with glasses had been murdered, and the only people who were left <laughs> believed that Home Alone was the child from Home Alone.
0: That's right, because Glenn Glenn also went to school in rural Cambodia in the seventies. Yes, yes
1: yeah, crucially,
3: right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I imagine it took Cambodia a while to recover from the Khmer Rouge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know. The and thing rightly is, so. I mean, I that's, mean no, that's
3: no slight on Cambodia. They were pretty evil no. people.
0: No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of. I'm, 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 I mean, I, I'm, I'm just getting over my. I'm just getting say. over the Khmer Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, just getting over. I think my like almost inherent, like a cough reaction mm. to just confidently make up facts about things I don't know in a way that I know that they'll
2: be believed. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I, I, it's, it's a tough addiction to, to break.
0: Yeah. Or if someone says like, oh, that difficult time getting over the Khmer Rouge, I could be like, well, actually, uh, the, the reconstruction process was, blah, and, and just blithely just be like, here's something very credible, completely made up. Because I'm 40% sure It's probably accurate enough
1: you're,
2: you're, yeah. you're 40% sure that it's arguable It's not even correct Yeah it's, and if you, don't yeah. Use an,
1: if you don't use any names Or even really solid nouns Then there's yeah. nothing they yeah. can Google Well
2: actually if you, yeah. if you
3: read the scholarly work Giswold's Children, The National Lampoons Of the Khmer Rouge uh, You'll
0: find that uh... But no, you know what I'm talking about right Like I think everyone on this call like, has I, Milo I don't think you do But I, I know Pierre does I cannot lie No, it's not even so much lying, it's more just like, well, I'm used to having the answers for most things, I could probably have an answer for this that's not wrong.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll make a series of statistical assumptions and I'll start the sentence with, one could argue, and therefore be bulletproof.
3: Yeah, (laughs) one could
0: argue. I'm not arguing it,
3: one could. I'm not
2: arguing it, one
0: could, and then you just take a bunch of things that are generally true, (laughs) and then apply them to whatever specific thing you're talking about. Yes. And that's how you get through tutorials. Yes, it is. <laughs> I actually think, uh, yeah,
3: your airport mystery should be called Giswold's
1: Children. That's is what that? I want.
0: Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go with this. What is the crime in
2: Giswold's Children? <laughs> um,
1: well, it, Crimes of Grindelwald was the name of the second Fantastic uh-huh. Beasts film, so it sounds very similar to that. What could be
2: called but, Giswold's Children? Yeah, so, so the yeah. crime would have be just been
1: <laughs> shitting in a bed, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Depp's okay. personal life. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The crime uh, will be. Um, someone investigates an abandoned old like orphanage. Uh, uh-huh. Oh boy, what's there? What's an the- old an old scandal has been unearthed, and mm. the evidence might still physically be in the the ra- the ramble. And they Hall. find a
3: lot of unclaimed <laughs> PPI.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and this is what it would make it an airport mystery. All the characters you meet who ultimately try and help and frustrate him, and I don't know. There's a murder. Why not? Um they all turn out to be Giswold's children. They were all in the orphanage. Oh, so you say it was their plan oh.
0: to get people looking at the orphanage so that they could increase the value and sell it because the or- the owner of the orphanage left it all to them in his will. Hmm. Uh, but everyone thinks it's haunted. It's like a reverse Scooby Doo. <laughs>
3: Generous old pedophile Mr.
0: Giswold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's basically the
1: plot of um uh, the of History Boys. I was going and to yeah, say History Boys or Murder on the Orange yeah, yeah. Express. It's kind of both of Wait, those. And the he's like a he's yeah, like a love that dare not
3: speak its name pedophile. He like doesn't he doesn't do any actual noncing. He like gestures towards noncing. I remember I mean, like to go a, see the
1: West End version of that, like the the, the yeah. James Corden one uh, on a on a school trip. <laughs> And all of us just sitting why? there going, what James God, Gordon in the magical nonsense. Fuck is this? And they're like, we <laughs> love that old pedo, and it was like, what? So like, we all got into Pembroke, so yeah, yeah. That's
2: worth also, like, it. Like he doesn't, he doesn't do any actual noncing, but he, he sort of continuously is like, God, yeah, I'd love to nonce you all. <laughs>
0: That's why this country is so diseased.
2: Everyone's like, yes,
0: I might have had my like. My balls fondled by a man named after a you know a
1: Homeric epic on a moped, but I'm in one of the colleges with a better wine cellar. It, it was, dude. Yeah. I, I remember as well uh, sitting because this was during like sort of <laughs> I think I I must have seen it during sort of like AS level sort of period where uh, the one of the, my sort of classmates who I sat next to one of the big punchlines at the end is the teacher who ends up the main character who ends up wheelchair bound. Um, he, uh, he, it's implicated throughout that he went to oxbridge and it's he, but he's, he's quite sort of elusive about the whole thing and at the end one of the big punchlines he goes i went to bristol and he gets this <laughs> huge 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 laugh and my classmate sat next to me and watching the audience all laugh and he was like i got rejected from bristol last week <laughs> and it felt like the entire auditorium was laughing at him being like ah you fuckhead dumb yeah, fuck, you're
3: not even good enough to be the punchline What I love about that (laughs) is. What a British play! Is the idea that, because the concept of the play is that it's, they're like students at a grammar school and the nonce teacher is trying to get them all into Oxbridge with the help of the Bristol teacher, right? Mm. And he's, and there's this like running theme of like, you've got to catch up to the public school boys. They're ahead of you. And I, the idea of just like, those public school boys, they've been being nonced since they were 13. <laughs> we've, got to, we've got to nonce you so hard in the next two months. No, like, no, or, or even I'll it's just like, no,
0: the, the noncing <laughs> is preparing you. You're all going to Peterhouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh,
3: boy at Peterhouse today. I mean, can I legally? Uh, mm. <laughs> At Peter House, there's a lot of weird sex stuff that goes on. Yeah. I think I think we can all say that. And
2: mm-hmm. Not not nonsense because own.
3: everyone's overage, but like weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's 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 mm. not
2: it's not something to do with an elite institution if there's not um weird uh fuck stuff. Um <laughs> yeah. attention. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like some masks, uh yeah. fortified wines. Yeah. And yes. um there's- there's
3: an all male event yeah. that takes place, or at least used to take place at Peterhouse, that goes on all night. And in the morning, part of the schedule is something they call blowjobs and scrambled egg. Yes, which oh, I well, have not
2: I in the too close proximity. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: British <laughs> Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that's why I find so interesting about the History Boys. It's the most like of a t- because. Anyone who says the reason that there's no great British novel of the 20th century is that there's no there is no British society that's like splintered. Uh, and, excuse me, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. And so mm. something like The History Boys is the great British novel of a certain kind of like fundamentally diseased Brit- bit of the country.
2: But it's just it's just Alan Britain Benny. so Britain is so um Fragmented <laughs> in terms of identity, that you have to you have to end up with like right. So in order to cover every base, we've got Jane Eyre, The History Boys, Train Spotting, uh, a bunch of Martin Amos stuff. Yeah, um, a book about Oliver Cromwell. I guess we'll chuck that in there. Yeah. we have a book from Birmingham. Is there a book in Birmingham? It's just i tell
3: you what. Or, if it wasn't for this old pedo, I'd have never gone <laughs> <on> to Skag. <laughs> we love that old nonce. <laughs>
0: It's just, it is it's it is a country that I've tried to understand for as long as I have lived here, and I have never successfully, I feel, gotten any closer. It's
2: because you're, you're from somewhere like, let's like Australia, where it's like, oh, Sydney is a bit different from Perth. And you go, yeah, but I mean, go, to, yeah. go from Glasgow to a, a Cornwall resort full of second homes, then you'll see a fucking difference. I mean, it's so micro different,
0: mm. micro variable. And, and, and so I, I, like, I've spent the last sort of 10 years trying to, you know, come to terms with what exactly Britain is. <laughs> and I have had, it is, as you say, Pierre, us, I have had, we are
3: all Giswold's children. <laughs>
2: <here>. <laughs> I have had precisely zero success. See, I, I So go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm fortunate in the sense that South Africa is an incredibly fragmented society with like more than 11 what? languages and tribes and whatever. So I can inherently just go, of course, Newcastle is completely different to Sunderland in your opinion, man from yeah. Newcastle. Even mm. though Sunderland is, I mean, I can see it from here, but I'm willing to accept that you'd rather murder me and anyone else from Sunderland. Who well, in
3: Sunderland, they have the chips, the cheese, and then the gravy, whereas in Newcastle, we have the <laughs> chips, the gravy, and then the cheese. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah, and and pointless violence over minor uh, differences in in groups mm. is is very much my milieu.
3: Right. My friend who's training to be a barrister the other day introduced me to it. We were watching the Bounce by the Ounce video, but he found the hour-long unedited footage, <laughs> which is more harrowing. And he was saying that, like, he introduced me to the phrase PKA, which criminal barristers use, which stands for Pints, Kebab, and fray. <laughs> Which apparently is like bread and butter of criminal barristers. Like, oh, what are you doing? Stay oh, A couple PKAs, and, um, and he was like just stopping the video to point out people are, like, you see now. That is a PKA candidate, right? <laughs> that is a man who has had his pints and he's on his way for kebab and, and in a friend.
0: But it, it, it's it's just so. In, it's very. I mean, it, it's. I mean, look. I'm not going to say it's inexplicable. I mean, I, I would obviously say it's. Um, it's it's basically purely the phenomenon of a society that is so just so riven by a class and where that is also geographic and those distinctions have like ossified into cultural ones but the i think the the idea that every you can sort of have in your idea you can have in your mind at the same time that like alan bennett is um oh. is the the guy who writes to the you know the, the british soul and it's like you know the noncing general studies teacher on the moped who gets you into Oxbridge. I'm just
3: enjoying this cup of tea as I write a play about a lovable old nonce. <laughs>
0: and, uh, and again, like American listeners, American listeners will say, surely they're kidding. Surely this is not a real thing that one of the most beloved classic, like gr- great British stories of the 20th century. Is about a gentle old pedophile, <laughs> That's but right. and it is. But
1: and it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's real. Is it as bad as like Stephen King having that gangbang at the end of it? Yeah, we Wait, go. It's sorry, Wait, sorry. did you guys know about this? Well, they all fucked the clown. <laughs> oh no no, 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 Milo! It's worse than oh, The clown than was, that. was just horny. It would have been great if they'd fucked the clown. But what happens yeah. is they all. Have I don't cool. know if you've seen both parts of the Talk film. Talk about
3: insane clown pussy.
1: But when they're adults, anyway. they cannot remember what they did as kids. They, they, they've got a fleeting memory of defeating a clown. Oh, that's all okay. they remember. They have no memory of their childhoods. And then just as they're about to take on It, the clown, again as adults, they suddenly have this flashback. Uh, uh, and the, the group of kids is one girl and like six guys. And they're all about 12. And um, they're also nervous before they take on the clown at the age of like 12. But she goes, she calmed them down in the only way she knew how. And she, she goes around and she has sex with each of them um uh-huh. and it's and it's written in really like childlike terms as if they don't understand it's it's in the middle of the novel it makes no fucking it's horrifying and then, I mean, it's, the and then and then they, and then they move on and then it's kind of touched upon again later when as an adult she suddenly remembers and she goes oh guys what the fuck i did that and they're like but it was helpful and then they i mean the cl- i mean but obviously inevitably when you introduce a killer clown into proceedings your focus immediately switches to the clown um, uh uh-huh. But may, maybe, like, that, Stephen, maybe Stephen King done. was making a point yeah. And he was like, well yeah. oh, it just shows you how scary the clown was That that wasn't even ah. the main takeaway <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> I mean it shows how scary, scary the clown was That like that was a virally popular movie A while ago They didn't
1: and include the OG part They, did, part they, they definitely removed that. it was not but, in the film But
0: like, but that, that didn't even Kind of come up in conversation around The film, which was sort of yeah. Came after the sort of over intellectualization of the horror genre became commonplace. It did. Well, the clown I, remember,
1: was I remember so being, scary, I lost my erection immediately. <laughs> there being, I remember being an article just in advance. It was like, it's not going to feature that scene. It was written in a very like Huffington Post sort of like, we need to talk about that Game of Thrones Dead <laughs> But like, and it was sort of like, a weird way to talk now? about kids <laughs> fucking each other. Like, it won't be featuring that scene. So it, it was it, like, it was as in as a was of basic wasn't it? instinct or something. Weren't they in a sewer? Yeah, well, yeah, they're in a sewer mm. as well. So, so just a bunch uh-huh. of 12-year-olds in
2: a That's, that's considering banging. in case gear. you thought it
1: was romantic.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Just in case yeah. You, you thought not the 12-year-old like gangbang was romantic. Uh-huh, my goodness. I, I can't I I believe you guys they're they're didn't all... know that. That's one of
0: oh, the... All... So yeah.
1: so, so, it's, oh, it's so egregious, it's awful.
0: Yeah, it's, like, it's also, they may all be 12, but Stephen King isn't! Yeah, he's sort of, can you nonce imaginary children? <laughs> I mean, if anyone, I mean, if was a crime. Isn't
1: that isn't that a crime? That is a crime.
2: Yeah, it's a, a crime it's if, a if you crime. involve
1: real children in it, yeah, obviously.
2: He, he deals with it in his sequel, um, The Mind Nonce. <laughs> um, he deals those, with it in a sequel, claimed, The History Boys Yeah, He claims he doesn't remember writing it but um. mm.
3: Wait, Alan Bennett Is a nom de plume for Stephen King <laughs>
0: That's right, Stephen King writing Horror stories about the kingdom Of England
1: Well I guess it's kind of similar when um, mm. um, Scary. They're, they're really nervous uh, in, in History Boys and so just for their History A Level James Gordon Corden <laughs> 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 Now that would be a better you no, know, that would be a, a great
0: version of that limousine show. Yeah.
3: And not, and not even in character, oh, you but just better. James Gordon
0: like, himself. No, you'd better be smarter than a fifth grader. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or James Gordon will fuck you. James Gordon calmed them down the only way he knew how. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no.
0: <laughs> Wait, sorry, um, I just remembered what I said earlier. Can we add some Christmas to this? Oh, yeah. Based on when this is going mm. out. Um, it's, um...
3: It was the night before Christmas <laughs> The children were very excited And James Corden calmed them down the only <laughs> way in You know
1: what, actually that, That's when I saw the History Boys It was it was literally about three days before Christmas It was like after school had broken up It was a very weird school trip Yeah, yeah. W- Where'd you go? Bothering you Well, sorry? W- where'd you go? What do you mean where'd I go? To, to see your it. school trip To see it yeah, oh, it was on the West End. I somewhere in Piccadilly. It's it was like on Charles Avenue. It was on one of the main ones, but I can't, I can't remember.
3: It was on a Tiger Tiger on Piccadilly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Name was James This is just a it's just a double. We everyone
3: Ripley's... got a free what? WKD when they came
0: in. I, I remember when I moved when I moved to London, I went to go sort of open up my bank account. Um the 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 lady who um was opening up my bank account was like, "Here you go. By the way, you should go to Tiger Tiger." <laughs> Why? Really? Really? <laughs> she calmed me down. The only way she knew. How-
1: <laughs> I, do you, I spent uh, New Year's Eve 2008 in Tiger Tiger. In not oh, oh, wow. even think it's open anymore. Yeah, really, what, really. The, what, no,
0: the one in Piccadilly Circus. If it's closed, it's closed recently because I used to ride my bike by there quite frequently. Oh really? I, okay, I, I saw oh, that's it, good yeah. to know. I
1: mean, I never want to go there again. Um, I've I, definitely, I... I've been there in the last three years. I did a gig there.
3: At some uh-huh. point. Oh god! To yeah. be a stand-up uh-huh. night that ran in there. <laughs> Piccadilly Comedy Club used to have a, a Tiger um, Tiger a gig that ran in Tiger Tiger. It was like before the nightclub. Opened, I got obviously. it. It yeah. was so
1: depressing. It was New Year's Eve, and I got tapped on the shoulder. I was with my friends. I got tapped on the shoulder and I turned around. And as I turned around, these two girls like visibly recoiled. And I went, oh, what? <laughs> and one of them went, oh, it's, you looked okay from the back. <laughs> oh, oh, that- isn't that But oh, oh. it was like? You didn't You're need to James say Gordon. that. You're <laughs>
0: not like, Glenn, you have a dump truck ass.
1: So.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to tell you you have some crockery in the back of your pants. I'm
4: sorry. <laughs> mm. Yeah.
0: This, by the way, if this inspires you to do uh, a sort of long-running gag in one of your shows in sort of six or eight years, then feel free to use it. Sure. Great. Thank you so much. Sorry. I, I thought you were one of Giswold's
3: children. <laughs> I sorry. apologize.
0: Bit, that that last one was for people who went to go see Glenn's fringe show two years yeah. ago. <laughs> so I if you're one of callback. those people. There you, yeah, a callback a call, a call within a, a multi year specific <laughs> within reference callback. I think the worst night out I ever went on in London was to oh, okay. a club in Mayfair oh. called Scotch. Well, it's Scotch. Or maybe it was called Sketch. I said has Yeah, nasty it's, got, things it's, about got, it's
1: got these huge, the toilets are in sort of large eggs.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's I mean, the ones yeah. you eat, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you enter it through. It's in like Soho, though, isn't it? It's
1: not no. in. No,
0: well, is there was one. Maybe there was one in Mayfair called that. And as 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 I recall, I was just sort of um, it was it was one of these things where it was um, it it was it it, it really did. I I feel like it was the first year I was I was in London and I was brought there by sort of. It was the same night that I I think I went to the um, uh Lars. Oh Lars Windhorst, Lars Windhorst flat, it's flat slash office. Yeah. Um. Uh, Lars
3: Windhorst is like a fraudster. (laughs) Just (laughs) just so you guys keep up. Right. Okay. He's like a well-known international like money guy.
2: Did you move to London in 1940? What is the bank account? And I thereafter headed to the office of a gentleman of business I knew. (laughs) <laughs> no, mm. uh, he's he's a, a
0: well-known dealer in illiquid bonds. I think that is mm. what we can say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. No, I remember. I remember. I I went there, uh, and I I recall I was wearing a cardigan, which was sort of setting myself up for failure. Um, oh no. Yeah. Which was the start at the time. <laughs> yeah, of course. I was, well, it was with the Earl of Cardigan. Um,
3: <laughs> myself and the Earl of Cardigan <laughs> <laughs> went round to uh, Lars van Windhorst. Uh- <laughs> His room's on Piccadilly.
0: Yeah, no, I just, I, I remember, I remember um, uh, be, having lived here for some months and thinking, I'm, I'm fine with the English, I'm, I'm fine with the English, and sort of was brought there with some people I'd met like an hour previously, and then just sort of, you know, dropped in this sort of room in Mayfair, that was sort of all, sort of, you know, basically sort of plastic in, in every respect, and sort of surrounded by various fraudsters and war criminals, it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Not good. Uh, not so bad as getting and tapped that's when on the, the mystery shoulder. Began. Not so bad as getting tapped on the shoulder and and, and, and being told, you know, oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: um, that's sort of a, a girl coming up to you to bother to tell you that she doesn't want to fuck you is like a special. It reminds me of the time I got rejected from a job I hadn't applied for, um, <laughs> which just felt like, it's just like, just in case you were considering <laughs> it, we
1: will not be hiring you. Uh, right, I, got, I got sacked from a Pizza Hut that I didn't work in. <laughs> Uh what? having never worked in a pizza hut is because a friend of mine years uh-huh. ago was uh, he he was um, he was he was trying to get a job at a Pizza Hut in in, uh, in Croydon. And, and
0: um, he was like, I need to apply as Glenn Moore. They were doing
1: like this. No, I got, I got fired like in person. They were, um, they were doing this big like recruitment day where they were having like, you know, 10 people and they were going to hire, say five of them, but they were trying them all out in the restaurant. And so me and a friend, who we <laughs> was sort like of the like, Hunger like, Games I don't know why we thought it would be a good idea to be supportive in pizza, Hut, but we were like, well, let's let's go along and just be like, this guy, we left him a great, what a great, you should hire that guy. Um, and so we were sat there, and I I made the mistake of wearing a black shirt, which is what the staff at Pizza Hut were wearing. And I went up to go to the buffet, and as I was going up, a woman got my attention, and she went, "Um, sorry, I've got a dirty knife." And I went, "Okay," and just sort of carried on walking to the buffet um, without realising. Oh, she's mistaken me for a waiter. And uh, on my way back to the table, the the manager sort of came over, and he was sort of like, "That absolutely isn't going to work here. It's not going to work at all. So just go home.
3: That's <laughs> no, not going to your ass. is too big, sir." <laughs>
0: It is distracting the
3: other stuff.
0: i sorry. If you're going to be a customer of Pizza Hut, you must be considerate to ladies. But also, what happened was I, I, I
1: then sort of thought, oh great, that's free food because he doesn't. So I just sort of like left the restaurant. And then my friend texted me afterwards, being like, "Dude, I'm still at the table. Like, we've got. Am I having to pay for the whole fucking thing? Um, uh-huh. It was. A, it was a. Yeah, it was a real disaster."
0: Oh, so you thought that like the um, the hiring system was like linked up with the per- that's yeah you you thought they were more integrated than they actually yeah. were. <laughs> but, but,
2: uh, um, that, that's a classic example, Glenn, of of um, the kind of escalation that your fear of conflict can can bring.
1: A hundred percent. I'm terrified of ever voicing an opinion or anything like that, and so. If that is exactly how I imagine every negative situation is going to work. Like, if someone knocks on the door and they're sort of like, we'd like to talk to you about Christianity or whatever, and I sort of go, I'm really sorry, I've, I, I, I'm in the middle of a phone call. I'm really worried they're going to go, what phone call? I'm, let me ring your phone now. Who is it? Who is it? And then they yeah. come in and somehow, like, the police come yeah. over and arrest me and they go, you were very rude. You're under arrest for he being lied. rude. <laughs> <laughs> There's not going to be a trial. You're going to jail.
0: Yeah. Mr. Giswold, we've <laughs> caught up with you finally. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. It's, you're you're going... You're going to jail. Oh, right this way, Mr. Famous Kindly Pedophile. (laughs) Meanwhile. Yeah, you could have actually, you
3: could have really turned that situation around to your advantage.
0: You'd be like, oh, "I am a
3: customer of this establishment, yeah. trying to sample your buffet of various coated breads, your, your and pizzas, you, and, and <laughs> your, the breads. pizzas of your hut." Yeah. There's only one way to make this up to me, sir, and it is to hire that man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: the finest waiter I've ever seen. Now, now, I may just be a simple New Orleans prosecutor. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy
0: a lunch buffet, yeah, I as mean, my French forefathers did. Now. Now, I'll, <laughs> just it, it, yeah, that's that's great. Just it, just slip into character as Jim Garrison and demand that this your friend be hired. <laughs> yeah, triangulation of high., <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The seek the most secret shape. God, what a film! Mm. I watched um, Starship Troopers yesterday. For the first time or in general? No, for the many of oh,
1: I, I saw that film at a, a very young age and just watched it at face value and I, was, I just watched oh. it as an action film. like No so understanding like, of satire or anything like that. I was like, <laughs> awesome, I'm going to join the military. <laughs> yeah, me too. I did the same thing. <laughs> You're like,
0: oh, this seems awesome. I wish our society were more like this yeah. now and not in a couple yeah.
2: of years. Yeah, I did exactly Glenn, that. Glenn
3: doing a gig for the troops and making the mistake of wearing a green shirt and so then finding himself being given a helmet <laughs> and a rifle. <laughs> I, <laughs> what the hell are you doing,
0: soldier? Get over there I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not quite supposed to be I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I think I might just uh, Get over
2: there I watched it at like, yeah, like 11 or 12 And I was just like, naked boy and lady showers Where do I sign? Yeah, yeah. So because
0: it's- You know why? Because when you're 11 or 12 That's what sex is just seeing boobs You sure, don't yeah. see that how Just drained of sort of Vitality and independence And like Social relations, they are just blithely showering together, like as just units of combat. Like, as you begin to understand the satire, those scenes take on a much like, darker character. But at the age of 12, you're like, what a
3: paradise!
2: <laughs> the, w- the, the wanks get more complex.
3: That uh, <laughs> <laughs> is so often the way in British yeah. society. Yeah,
0: you, you, it's you, well, it's because you're, well, the, w- the wanks sort of, they start complex because, you know, it's because uh, you're boarding. And then they get more
3: complex mm. from there. Nutty, Nutty Professor Ford, the
0: wanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christmas with the wanks. Yeah. Um, well, no, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going back through all the, all the Verhovens. Uh, the deep of the Jedi, the heart of the wank.
2: That is the real yeah. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> oh, absolutely.
3: I, oh, boy, when I watch Spitting Image, do I come. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. But, yeah, but I think, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I look at that puppet, and I'm like, oh.
3: Yeah, puppets are my kink. It's like a
2: weird... Mm-hmm. Do we know someone um, whose first crush was um, Miss Piggy? Oh no! What? Nice? Oh. Not it, even was a
3: puppet, it, of, a human, a puppet it, of a human, a puppet it, of a pig.
0: Yeah. Was it? Was it your friend Nier Pavelli? Oh.
2: <laughs> mm. Nier is a horrible <laughs> My friend,
0: airport fiction writer and uh, international man of mystery,
3: Nier Perry, Neville. Uh, yeah, but,
0: Perry but, Neville. Yeah, Perry Neville.
2: A, a man who has a lot of mail delivered to him. Yeah, mm. and a lot of uh, 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 tickets unpicked up. Mm-hmm. No, indeed. <laughs> um, the
3: lost brother of Gary and Phil Neville. Gary Neville, he's a football guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As is go. Phil, <laughs> and as is their father. Neville Neville. Oh, That's insane. His seems real name. Such a funny what, name. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Gary and why? Phil Neville's dad's called Neville Neville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? To the tune of Rebel Rebel. Yeah. Why? Why What? I maybe mean, did well, as a joke? Well, presumably, uh, not, like, a been been, is like a child like, a bit. That would have been in like the fifties, the sixties. Uh, like, I think earlier.
3: Yeah, Neville Neville. He must have been born in the forties. I would think.
0: Why would you call your kid Neville Neville?
1: I d- I well, that would have been decision made by his parents. So that we're talking like. They were born in, like, 1900.
0: So. Yeah. It's just like a, very, a Victorian tradition. They, they, they vowed, you know, God, mm. God, if you spare Queen Victoria for another year, I shall give my child an awful and ridiculous name. Well, those kind of, like,
3: uh, double names were very common then, like his school friend who went on to name a nightclub in Piccadilly.
1: <laughs> oh, here we go, here we go. So, um, uh, Google auto-completed. When I started typing in mm. why is Neville, as soon as I typed in the second N, it said why is Neville Neville called that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very and philosophical it looks like question. The Daily Star
1: didn't actually cover it. It took until May this year for the Daily, uh, for the Daily Star to cover <laughs> Finally,
0: it. Finally, it took us this long to get to the bottom here of it. Here we go. Heads.
1: Here we go. So he, he died mm. at the age of 65 in 2015. So he was born in 1950. Um, right. And according to. Uh, Sorry, I to talk to my, myself, guys. Um, okay. uh, oh, God. Ah, okay. So uh, it was actually a naming error um the the surname was put above the baby's bed and i think uh, as a result um that sounds fake Uh, that sounds not
0: real yeah one of the nurses walked
1: in and said is this baby neville and my nan sister went no that's the second name anyway this is gary neville speaking anyway my nan said i actually quite like it but my nan sister goes that's ridiculous the baby would be called neville neville anytime you said that to my nan it's ridiculous and you couldn't do something well obviously she was going to do it so his nan just sounds like a contrarian Mm. she was basically prison planet
3: yeah, <laughs> like by like the time they
0: said to her you can't have your children raised by a kindly pedophile. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this
0: is, this is Britain, and we've been doing that for the entire history of this country for some reason. Exactly.
3: <laughs> I like the like. I feel like this woman has kind of a, a Glenmore energy, and that like yeah. they're just like, well, your baby called Neville. Neville now. <laughs> She's okay. Like, well, sorry. I'm not really sorry. Sure sorry uh, Questioning it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess he is. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or 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 the other. Co- well, there's the two kinds of Glenmore energy. There's the Glenmore on stage energy, which is, oh, I'm gonna take like. This thing called Neville Neville. And then, you know, I'm going to bring back that kind of strange rhyme like 15 times over the next 45 minutes. Or, yeah, the son of a sandwich maker called Breville Breville. Yeah. Or, or, (laughs) of course, there's the Glenmore in real life energy, which is, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to cause a fuss. You can just do, you'd have have that. Name my baby. Uh, How about this? And it's the two, the thing, it results in your kids name Neville Neville either way. Right. Yeah. Your, your, Your kids getting named Neville Neville. Yeah, you've actually signed an agreement now, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Glenn. I'm am afraid your kid's gonna be uh, gonna be named more, 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 more,
1: more, more. or worse after yeah. Lord Janner and calling him Gravel Gravel after a nonce. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: yeah, more, more, more. But each one is spelt differently. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lord Gravel's Brevel. It's like a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lord,
3: um, Lord Gravel's Brevel Neville.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. Well, hey, um, I also noticed that we've. Uh, We've been, we've been we've we've well over topped an hour. Um yeah. mm-hmm. and you we're have, descen- had
3: more. <laughs> We're you've had more than you bargained for. Yeah, and we're desc-
0: we're descending into rhyme. So I I think I, is that a good place as any to call it?
2: Yeah, let's do
3: uh, it.
1: Uh, yeah,
2: sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, this has
3: been an episode of
0: Balthazar's yeah. Children. So thanks <laughs> thanks thanks to um, these the the two smiling apple-cheeked boys Pierre and Glenn, Pierre Novelli and Glenn Moore for coming on and joining us today.
3: Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything to plug? Apart from uh, your airport novel? Apart from <laughs> the airport, airport novel?
2: novel? Uh, yeah. I guess uh, watch me fuck around on Twitch and uh, listen to the podcast I do with Phil Wang called uh, Bud Pod. Those are the two mm-hmm. things to plug. Uh,
1: yes. I, I've also uh, started on uh, Twitch and it's just a uh, Twitch, uh, the, the Twitch website forward slash uh, Glenn Moore.
0: Oh, you guys mm. should come on for our YouTube stream at some point. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Yeah yeah um oh man is it is it a psychological it, journey it's like you you're gonna need to like un. You're, okay you know how like you you have a brain that you use to sort of interpret the world around you and draw conclusions mm. a b you know i pick this up move it over here that's a nice chain of events go ahead and unhook that
1: Okay, you know, do you just, is it, like, do we you just play Bubba as you? Is that what it is then? Is
3: it?
0: <laughs> no, we um, we we let You're listeners... watching a
3: guy in a van review a McDonald's burger that he resolutely
0: refuses to eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah things of that nature. Yeah. While well, uh, we play like Nimrod over the top. Of yeah, you know. Most recently, we've been getting really into auditing videos. Um, which is when like guys just go and film a police
3: station <laughs> yeah. and then argue with the police when they're like, why are you filming this police station? They're like, Oh, it's my
0: right.
4: Oh, it's my right to do so.
0: Yeah. yeah. They have the really high voices. And it's- even they don't know why they're doing they it, which makes the doing- argument with the police mm. even more. <laughs> awesome. Like, That's the great British novel right there. Is that yeah. guy in Kent going to film the police station just because it's not illegal? Just because it'll annoy the police. Like, that's his only <laughs> yeah, reason. That's right. Uh, anyway, uh, Glenn Pierre, thank you very much Thanks for so much coming for on us. to this. Um, Thanks, guys. Pleasure as always. Pre-American Thanksgiving. Yeah. Note the date. Mm. Uh, edition of Balthazar Speedboat. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for guesting. Yeah. Uh, thank you for continuing Describing to the Patreon to be lovely. Yeah, and and we'll... uh, if you're British, then sorry. And we'll see you next month for another
3: episode of Griswold's Children. <laughs> What is with
0: my ears?
3: (laughs) I don't know.